Welcome, everyone, to the AI in Business podcast. I'm Matthew DeMello, Senior Editor here at Emerge Technology Research. Today's guests on the program include Kelly Cusick, Managing Director in Deloitte Consulting's Actual and Insurance Solutions Practice, and Michael Klein, Managing Director and Insurance Sector Claims Leader, also for Deloitte Consulting. Joining me on today's program, the pair explains key trends in underwriting for our executive audience across sectors, emphasizing the evolution of personalization and the expanding reach of personal connections within the industry. Later in the discussion, all three of us explore the transformative impact of new AI capabilities, shedding light on how these technologies enable insurance companies to streamline workflows and provide invaluable prescriptive insights for both underwriters and customers alike. Today's episode is sponsored by Deloitte. And without further ado, here's our conversation. Kelly and Michael, thanks so much for being with us on the program this week. Hey, Matt. Thanks for having us. Yeah, definitely, Matt. Thanks for having us. Really great to have folks from Deloitte here. It's November 2023, and it's I, I think I can speak for the entire world when I say it's been a crazy year, especially for artificial intelligence. And I think it, it's not even just the the bookend of chat GPT really making this like Beatles-like level explosion uh, through the whole culture and really introducing this technology to the masses. Even my parents know what machine learning is and, and all of that. We know this has drastically already changed uh, many industries. And I'm just wondering, even for this past year, if we can pull apart, starting with underwriting, kind of the trends that we've been seeing given come out from this explosion. Kelly, we'll start with you in underwriting. Yeah, I would say uh, the the kinds of trends that come to mind for me um, are really an increasing focus on how we as an industry can help our individual and business customers prevent risk beyond just being there to support them when there is an insured event that occurs. Uh, the other thing that comes to mind is increasing demand from customers for tailored products, services, expectations, you know, they expect that. Um, the third is the industry really thinking about their ability to expand their reach to better um, reach uninsured and underinsured individuals and business owners with their products and services. Absolutely. Just want to pull apart a, a couple of uh, items there. Just on the personalization side, that that already seems like a, a rather robust uh, use case. I know it's in FinServe. Uh, I know it's in retail. Um, and I'm sure we'll go over over the course of the episode, you know, where this has left to go. Um, but it, just in terms of, of personalizing uh, all of those products, just and even, even uh, coming up, is this leading to even... Like, like new insurance products uh, just at the core of it, or are, I'm just kind of getting uh, a sense of how drastically the workflows are changing there. Yeah, I, I think there are a couple of things that come to mind when I think about products um, mm -hmm. related to your question. One is some of the advancements are around tailoring. Like there have been things like pay as you go, uh, just think right. about small business owners, things where can I help manage cash flow? And I think it's taking those sorts of things to the next level. Um, as far right. as, you know, if, if you can imagine, think about being a small business owner and you're you're renewing your policy, if you'd be able to go in and have access to really targeted and specific risks like me information, that would really help empower them to understand, you know, what are the coverages that I need? What types of policy limits and de deductibles should I select? So it's less reliance sure. on, you know, their agent and they can really uh, have more say in managing the risk that they consider part of their particular business 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, just in terms of what you were saying with the uninsured, this new focus um, that this is like, you know, very socially driven in terms of consciousness. Uh, I'm also wondering, is this also kind of downstream from the conversation being had, you know, in terms of compliance and insurance when it comes to these systems and bias? Because it seems as though, you know, like the end game of what are you trying to achieve by pointing out bias? You're trying to show people who uh, have not been served by the system who are you know, technically speaking, the uninsured. Is this the end game of kind of where we've been going in those conversations in terms of technology and insurance? Yeah, I I think one is another product um, evolution that you're seeing is around parametric products. So products yeah. that can respond more quickly when an event happens, as opposed to waiting for someone to go and inspect and pushing and prodding on what your coverage is or isn't. And so I think that the more that you have data and technology and then the modeling that goes with that, that helps you create products like that, um, mm -hmm. it will create a better customer experience. And it will also help you find economical ways to meet the needs of customers that couldn't be reached before. So can you have smaller policies, be more precise in, in rating and pricing and things like that? Absolutely. Now, those are the forces, especially that we've seen over the last year in terms of the gen AI explosion. That's not occurring in a vacuum. There's lots going on. There's There's been five years of technological development and lots of other uh, AI capabilities. Uh, Longtime listeners of the show know I'm a big fan of talking about the 1.0 uh, AI capabilities and machine learning that don't get leveraged enough in certain spaces, while a lot of folks in leadership seem to be really jazzed with good reason about about generative AI. Um, but talk, let's talk about what, what's going on outside of that picture of, of that we've just cast of of actions and trends in the last year. What are you seeing as the biggest challenge currently facing insurance leaders when it comes to underwriting? I think that some of the challenges that um, have previously hindered advancements in using AI and generative AI is that there's still a lot of manual processing and underwriting, and that consumes mm -hmm. the human capital of organizations and the energy that you might have from those that would help to develop solutions or think about doing things differently. Because mm -hmm. if you think about underwriters, they really love analyzing risk and doing deals. They don't like processing emails right. and scraping websites to figure out what they need. So I think that that's been a big challenge in the past. Um, the other challenge that I've seen is that a lot of the data that you need to unlock the kinds of insights that you want to, to underwrite better, put more information in the hands of the customers, is that it is highly unstructured. So it sits in right. notes, it PDF files, websites, different data sources and legacy systems. And so that has made it cumbersome to do anything with it, even though the data might exist. Absolutely. And I think in terms of even uh, both those challenges, it, well, I'll, I'll say for underwriters, uh, it, it, there's always conversation about like, you know, AI is, is not coming to kill jobs. I'll say, especially for this program, we're very much past this narrative. But it's always great to see a space where, where folks are like, no, there is something I want to do besides manually log in. No, I have higher priorities instead of, you know, the enterprise needing to come up with higher priorities uh, for, for folks, in, folks in certain workflows. Uh, but of course, the insurance industry, this is, uh, you know, they've been in the AI game uh, a lot longer than a lot of other sectors. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm wondering what are the use cases here, um, Gen AI or even outside, uh, that are re-educating folks and giving a broader sense of solutions to these problems? Yeah, I, I would say that a lot of the efforts that I've seen to date as uh, companies have been working with AI and now generative AI have been pretty focused on middle and back office efficiency. So they've been attacking right. that manual workflow part. So streamlining submission intake, um, looking at 
intelligent document processing to give people policies and things. But the thing that I think is exciting is um, where you have the ability to do, uh, remember I said before, pivoting to more risk prevention versus risk response, the ability to now take information from underwriters, risk control professionals, claims professionals, and stitch it all together so that you can turn that into actionable insights and um, spit it back into either an underwriter's hands as they're on the front lines of trying to make decisions um, for their customers, or, you know, maybe there are things that they couldn't have written before, but now that they have more precise information, have a better understanding of where their book sits, they can maybe make a different decision and help some of those, you know, underinsured folks that are out there. And then the the other angle is, can we start sharing those insights directly with customers, which is, you know, a, right. again, helping them with risk prevention. Right, right. I was about to even ask on the front. That's a, it sounds like that's a lot more about being proactive, but also hand in hand with with the customer and helping the customer mm-hmm. be proactive as well. When when in a lot of conversations we have with enterprise capability, the focus is the enterprise needs to be able to anticipate the needs of the customer faster. But it's interesting how insurance that's really no, that's a that's a two way street and you're going to be holding the hands with the customer, uh, mm-hmm. especially through through that use case. I, I think we have a lot on the table for underwriting. Let's move to claims. Michael, I, I know you've been waiting patiently. Let's uh, let's talk about that same year uh, that I was giving Kelly at the at the beginning of the show. It, it's been an explosive year for generative AI. Uh, what are the trends that we're seeing in the claims space uh, that catch your eye? Oh, most definitely. We're seeing just the higher demand of service expectations by uh, the insureds and claimants to actually speed the market or decision velocity to get the services rendered at, in whatever type of claim that's presented to make sure that they get back to a, a pre-claim position as quick as possible. So with that is automating the decision process and bringing that data in uh, and moving it through the claims lifecycle. So when you when you bring in the claim, it's going to have a notice of loss and there's a coverage evaluation or investigation, uh, pulling in information from underwriting and, and making a decision on coverage. And there's the liability investigation. Is the coverage there? And is there liability? Mm-hmm. And then there's the, the, the whole process of settling and, and adjudicating the claim as per the contract. And that's that's all driven by data and analysis. And, and part of the process now is how do we do it quicker? How do we do it cheaper? Mm-hmm. How do we drive benefits and business value to not only insurance company, but to the customer? Right, right. And gen- generative AI especially seems like there's huge opportunities here, especially considering that it, it would be it, it's so prescriptive and a lot of the problems in claims seem to be that, you know, you just need the next best step. Let, let's actually dive into that in terms of the challenges. Where are you seeing the challenges in, in terms of claims in the process, even outside of this this year that we've been having in generative AI? Yeah, so it really started to really come to surface during in the claims process during COVID when there was a lot of right. health service capabilities and how do you have that information come in to be able to adjudicate that claim. What's happening now is that, you know, you look at the complexity of each claim and you could have high frequency, low complexity claims, or you could have very complex claims and you cannot leave the insured or the claimant um, by the wayside, just because technology can drive the process, there's a lot of emotion that are involved in claims, depending on the type of claim. So a property loss, you know, your house gets right. You, you, you get into a serious car accident, someone's injured. Our, our insureds out there that are looking for their hands being held, their, the, the, the compassion, the understanding. And if you drive technology through the process 100%, they feel left behind in that. So there's a balance between technology. There's a balance between... Uh, 
using generative AI and next best actions and driving those decisions right. through technology and leaving the customer behind. We've actually talked to our chief claims officers in the marketplace that say you can't go so fast that you leave your insurance behind. Yeah, and this is different from industry to industry because I'll I'll talk to our our friends in the in the healthcare space and and they'll tell us you know oh, we use all this machine learning but we're not even using it to the extent that's that's going to solve this problem because you know folks are are so jazzed by this new by this new AI uh, gen AI technology but here I think is the dividing line between where M you know the first generation AI machine learning doesn't really match up because to get tone you need expert feedback you don't just need machine learning you don't need the system to be learning against itself all the time you need feedback from experts and i know this is something that they're that they're tackling uh through throughout uh, healthcare and and it makes it, there's no surprise to me at least uh that insurance is next on that note um let's dive into the use cases here michael what are you seeing in the claims area uh that reforms how business leaders should approach these problems. Yeah, we're, what we're actually seeing is, is generative AI is just another tool in the, the toolkit for the claims profession. Right. Where it's doing is getting the information needed and bringing it forward, describing the next best action, either through data coming in from third party, data coming in from internal sources, pulling that information in, preparing that information so the adjuster can actually review it and actually streamline the speed to market in, in that decision velocity. But informed decision. We're also seeing that it's actually being validated by the claims professional uh, to be able to make that decision. That's from notice of loss or segmentation. So moving that claim to the right skilled mm -hmm. needed claims professional to handle whatever the next best actions are, or actually evaluating the claim for liability, evaluating the claim, claim for coverage, or making that settlement appropriately. Great use case would be taking a, a, a bodily injury demand. A bodily injury right. demand that comes in, taking that unstructured data, being able to read those 100 or 200 pages of documents that come in from medical care professionals or, or lawyers and be able to evaluate that and, and synthesize that down that's understandable through generative AI and, and, and machine learning to be able to do that next best action. But it still needs to be validated. Taking a look at the car damage, looking at the data coming in, getting the authorization to get the parts ordered for a, a vehicle loss, right? And making sure that that's done. There's, a, there's so many use cases across the claim value chain that generative AI can be leveraged against to help the claims professional move that claim through the process to service that customer in an expeditious manner. Yes. And even in the example you were just citing, just in terms of the car accident, I believe it was, just in terms of the generative AI and prescribing next actions, that previously just was not possible with just regular machine learning, I I, I take it. You need machine learning and then generative AI to prescribe, the, uh, to have the capabilities of prescribing the next actions based on data that, that's in the model. Yeah, that is correct. There was all, there's been business rules that have been able to fire through technology, but now it's taken it to the next level of seeing... Sure. What would be the next step in the natural progression of the claim to make sure it's handled appropriately and service that customer as to the need of the customer, if that makes sense. So that's happening yeah. today, using that knowledge, that machine learning to understand what would be the natural progression. That's where we're at today. Yeah, it almost seems like we're, we're stuck in the middle. We've, we've left the era of being reactive 
we are now in the era of being proactive, and I think the next era and what you're this proactive era is not, not even going to last that long. Next era, and it's right we're right on the doorstep of it is prescriptive. I, I I really think, especially with a lot of these AI tools, and then just wait until it gets conversational, where these tools will be able to tell you in the context of a conversation, uh, you know what the next best step is, and and I think that that's really where we start to have a lot of fun. But we might need to leave that for for the next episode. Uh, Michael and Kelly, thanks so much for being with us on the program today. We really appreciate it. Sure. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Pleasure, Matt. Thank you so much. In closing for today's episode, I think the big takeaways from our discussion with Kelly and Michael would have to begin with generative AI, how it's streamlining claims processes by evaluating and synthesizing unstructured data, validating key customer informations by claims professionals in systems that we've referred to in the past on this program as know your asset processes, very similar to know your customer processes in financial services, just not reinforced by this historical regulatory infrastructure going back uh, to to the depression era regulatory regime that was instituted with the New Deal, etc. AI is also enabling proactive and prescriptive actions in claims handling moving beyond reactive processes. I think that was another big theme of today's show. And on behalf of Daniel Fagella, our CEO and head of research, as well as the entire team here at Emerge Technology Research, thanks so much for joining us today. And we'll catch you next time on the AI and Business Podcast. Thank you.